Westbrook. Westbrook for three. Bang! End of the game. Curry, long distance. Bang! And that should have been a foul. Kicks it back up top. Ball. Watching him up there in real time. Watching the big O. Watching Wilt. Watching real balls. Get buckets. I get And now, buckets. coming on to the Bo Templin Show, I had just the most wonderful conversation with Cole Mysek. Cole Mysek is a basketball trainer at the Mamba Academy. If you're a hoop fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say the Mamba Academy. It is the home of all of the best players in the NBA, where they're getting their work, and summer is serious, and, and Cole emphasized that he was working with Julius Randle, Anthony Davis. He works with celebs like Jamie Foxx. He's working with the big dogs. There's no denying it, and I got to hear a bunch of stories about his summer training those guys, seeing what they're working on, You know, specifically Julius Randle, and he gave a ton of great, great insight. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. Coming up next on The Bo Templin Show is Cole Mysek. And there's a funny backstory, and I remember exactly how I met this man, you know, many years ago. I'm not sure if he does from his giggling. <laughs> I think he does. But coming on to the show is uh, Cole Mysek. Cole, thank you for coming on the Bo Templin Show, buddy. Man, thanks for having me, Bo. It's an honor. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy we can make this work. So let's, let's recap how we know each other here about maybe a decade ago, okay? A decade ago. It's been a while for sure, yeah. I believe I'm a 7th grader, maybe an 8th grader, maybe a 6th grader. You guys might have been a little bit older than I was. How old are you, Cole? I'm 23 years old now. 23? Yep. Okay, and I'm 22, so that would make sense. So I was, I think I'm 7th grade at the time, and my pops and I, we go up to visit my cousin Dylan up in Oak Park area, northern you know, Los Angeles, Calabasas area, up north. And my pops, who's just one of the biggest hoop fans, obviously we know I've talked about it over and over. Myself, who's a true and true hooper. And then my cousin Dylan. We go and visit him. He's entering, you know, his high school years and trying to improve his game. So he goes, you know, Uncle Rob, is there any way, you know, you could come up and we could work on the game a little bit, work on the jumper, whatever it is. Go, of course we would. We'd love to come up. So we do. We take the trip up to Los Angeles. We go to work on the game. We say, all right, where are we going to go? Dylan goes, oh, we've got a great park nearby. We're going to go. Um, and I've got a buddy, actually, who's going to be meeting us up there just to get some light work in, right? We're, we're sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. It's not like anything too serious. Yeah, it's middle school time. This is middle school time out at the park just trying to get better, as old school of bucket getters as you're going to get. And it starts with a game of two-on-two. Two. And it's you and Dylan against me and my pops. And you guys take game one. And I remember, I, Cole, there's no reason for me to remember any of this, but I remember it to a T, okay? Game one, you guys grab. I remember vividly. And you ended the game on a bank shot on the right wing about wow. 15 to 14. No, oh, it was 100% intended. Oh, it was way too pretty not to be intended. Absolutely. The reason I remember that, though, the reason I remember that is because game two, my pops and I grab. 
and I hit a baseline jumper. Oh, man. And so I go, all right, I'm hanging in. Like, you know, when you're younger, right, the two-year difference or the three-year difference can be a big deal, right? A sixth grader to, it eight, is, yes, sixth yeah. to eighth grade is a lot different than uh, senior in high school versus freshman in college or as you get older, right, the years blend together. But at the time sure. – at- Exactly. At the time, I was a young kid. And then in the rubber match, game three, <laughs> you guys take it again because you hit another bank shot to win it. Wow, I can't believe that it's had such Bro, an Bro, that on. doesn't leave my mind. I Listen, I'm just one of those sickly people who remembers everything about every basketball game I've ever played in. Played I in. love and that. Since then, bro, we followed each other on Instagram and Twitter. We've been able to stay in touch, and I've seen what you're doing. So, so where are you right now? Because you're not out in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not out in L.A. I'm actually uh, here my senior year at University of St. Francis. It's in Joliet, Illinois, about 40 miles from Chicago. Um, so, yeah, I'm a senior here. Going to finish out my uh, degree in psychology and ready to get after it this season. But yeah, we're I'm not in LA. We're we're on the same time zone right now. I think so. Yeah, that took us about an hour to figure out there for a while. Oh my god, I was thinking you were out in LA, and I'm texting you. So I'm in the Central Time Zone. You're out west, and I completely fucked that up for you. My bad, brother. Um, moving ahead though, you had a busy summer, my guy. You had a busy freaking summer. I mean, can I ask how did you even get involved? In the Mamba Academy, this is hoops galore. This is one of the biggest establishments to come to the game of basketball in maybe the last decade. And you're out there training with the best of them. Explain to me how this even got started. Yeah, so summer is pretty. Summer gets pretty serious for me. I'm I'm very blessed to be able to uh, be a skills trainer at Mamba Sports Academy. I was there from the jump, though. So I was there when we were just Sports Academy about three years ago. Uh, we started out. Um, and then Kobe partnered with us uh, last year, and everything's been going smooth. Um, everything's been going better, too, now that we have the Mamba name attached to us. Um, yeah, so Mamba Sports Academy, it's it's the best training facility in the country, I think. Like, it's 100,000 square feet. We have five full-length basketball courts. We have sand for volleyball and sand workouts. There's turf. There's a fully equipped weight room. Like, it's athlete's heaven, like, I'm just very blessed to be able to train there and to work there every summer. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty cool place. Not going to lie to you. You got to come check it out one time. I would be absolutely honored. I'm not going to lie to you, Cole. Like, I am still such an avid hooper. Like, I still try and get my runs in three days a week. I haven't played, like, a serious game of basketball since high school by any means. But, like, I love playing. I still, I just got back from getting shots up. I literally just got back from the wreck to get my shots up. Bro, I take this seriously. Like, I still want to be ready to go. Like, in case I get that call for the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game, like, I got to know that I can still go get buckets, you know? Oh, yeah. Once a hooper, always a hooper. You always got to keep that keep that, uh, that thing strapped and ready to go. It's, it's my therapy, dude. It is 100% my therapy getting those jumpers up. So, Cole, I want to talk to you because as you're working at the Mamba Academy, I'm seeing Instagram posts not only on your page but on the Mamba Sports Academy. And then I start seeing posts what I believe is on Julius Randle's page, and it looks like you developed a really strong relationship with the guy. Can you talk about how that match kind of came about? 
Yeah, um, it's kind of kind of funny how it all started. Julius really just walked in our building and just started asking, "Hey, can can someone work me out?" <laughs> and I was I happened to be there late because I'm I'm there all dang day. I mean that's like my second home. Um, so I just started rebounding for for him and started working him out. And we were we were working out late nights, late June, all of July and early August before I came back to school. And uh, what's late night? Developed a late night is. He would come like so. He has three workouts a day, right? So he works out. He lifts at six a.m. and then he does another encore workout with J Law B Ball, and either he's a well. Wow! Wow! I know. Come on, I know my J Law B Ball. He's one of the biggest Instagram trainers in the world. Yes, yeah, very famous basketball trainer. He and Julius also trains with Tyler Ralph when he's um, in Dallas, Texas, but. And then he would come with me at late night, like nine, ten. We had a workout. We started our workout at eleven thirty p.m. That's some Floyd Mayweather shit right there. That's Floyd. Floyd Mayweather always talked about during training camps. He would like to work out at two a.m. because he knew that his opponent was sleeping, and it was this mental edge that it gave him. And of course, I mean he's a full-time lifelong goat boxer obviously he's getting other work in but he said he took his midnight sessions really seriously because he had that mental edge exactly and it's not like julius was was half-assing it with me late night shooting and ball handling like he was going hard game speed game shots game situations and that's what i, I loved about his work ethic what were you specifically working on him with? Because this is kind of a pivotal year in his career, right? They say, you know, years one, two, three, it's time to, you know, adapt to the game and whatnot. But Julius is entering what I believe now is year six. And, I mean, he's going to be 25 years old this year. This is the leap year, right? This is the year that the the guys make that jump. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard – what were you specifically working on him with? Um, so a lot of it was shooting and ball handling. Uh, we're working on extending his range um, out to the three-pointer and beyond. He's And he was just – some some drills he would just lock in and just hit 12 straight threes, 15 straight threes, 16 straight threes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like this guy, like, he's going he's gonna to do it this year. Um, of course, um, we're extending his range, and he's – and he's still working on his post moves and his fades and hop-in fades and dribble pull-ups, a lot of dribble moves into his threes. Um, but really just working on extending his range, and then he would finish with ball handling and free throws. Um, and that was a nightly routine for us. And I was just excited to be able to work with him, and he was very appreciative of, of me always being there for him. Um, and I think this is, yeah, like you said, it's a huge year for him. And I think um, – a lot of people are thinking he can he can make the All Star team, and I'm I'm saying hell yeah, he's going to be an All Star for sure this year. Like, I, of course I'm biased, but hey, this is the year to do it for him for sure. You're bought in at this point, you know. Julius Randle's kind of got an interesting. He's got an interesting game. It's pretty unique, I guess, compared to the rest of the NBA. You know, everyone sees he's got the brute strength, right? He's got a great left hand going to the hoop. What's something that, like, people don't know about Julius Randle that you're like, this dude does not get nearly enough credit for what he's able to do in this part of his game? I think his ability to shoot three ball, I think he's really worked on it. Um, wow. Last year, last year he shot 
a respectable 34%. Um, but I think this year, this coming season, he's going to go high 30s, maybe uh, low 40s. And I don't think, like, I really think he can do that because his shot is looking so smooth. Like, I just remember vividly his workouts just cash, cash, with the sound of the net. And his shot looks so smooth, so so fluid, and I'm just really excited for him. He averaged 21.5 points a game last year, like you said, on 33% from the three-point line. In the last two years, he's averaging about 77 games a season, which is just absurd to get that many games in. I mean, can you explain maybe the mentality a player has to have to grind out a season and play almost 80 games a year over the last two years? Yeah, um, that's amazing for an NBA guy to be able to do that because they play so many dang games. Um, but it's just a testament to his work ethic and, and his attitude. Like, And he really, like, pros, like, he's a pros pro, and he really knows how to take care of his body. So he's doing all these workouts every day, but he's also going to get recovery right after. He's getting an ice bath. He's getting in cryotherapy. He's, he's doing Norma Tech leg sleeves at night at his house when he's hanging out with his son, like, He's making sure he's taking care of his body and, and eating right. Like that, that off season where he like dropped all that weight and got shredded, like he was really adamant about his meal plan and his diet. And you could just tell, man, he, he really wants to do this. For Julius Randle, right? We've seen some, it's unfortunate that it's kind of gone the way that it has, right? Get drafted by the Lakers, play your your ass off, right? Play your ass off. Do nothing wrong and have no reason that a team would want to make you leave. And yet he gets shipped off. And, you know, that's unfortunately the part of the business. But really, it's not like it went sour. It's not like he was this disaster pick. He was solid for the crew. And he leaves the Lakers and he ends up in New Orleans. And he has his best season yet. Can you kind of talk about you know, another transition year for him where now he's in the biggest media market in the world, in New York, for the most historic franchise in all of basketball? Oh, for sure. And he's he is so excited to be in New York. Like, it was obviously upsetting because I'm an L.A. guy. I'd love to see him play for the Purple and Gold his whole career. But it's a business, as we all know. And um, But this year, he's excited, man. He's – I think he's going to be an all-star this year – and he's the leader of that team. Like, there's really – he's leading a young group of guys, and, and he's the, he's a veteran on that team right now. And, and I think if the Knicks can win more than 17 games, <laughs> and I think he's got a real shot of being an all-star, and, and I know he wants to make the playoffs too. But this is a big year for him, and I think he's, he's definitely prepared for this year, and I'm really just excited to see how it all pans out. You know, you talked about summer is serious, right? And that's the mentality that almost every Hooper has is because the summertime is where you improve on your game. And I think, you know, the offensive game we've really seen improve. And it's just, seriously, it's, it goes two points where he played. He didn't really play his rookie year, but, you know, 11 points during his first season, 13, 16, then he makes the jump to 21. But New York, of course, it's about getting buckets, but now they're trying to adopt this new mentality, right, with the Morris, Morris Morris over there, and they've got some kind of dogs. Can you, is there a single story, I know I'm asking for a lot here, where you saw that New York dog in him where he got almost pissed off about something? Oh, um, I got, yeah, I got a story for you. Um, 
they're playing three on three live at Mamba. There's Rondo's there. Um, who else was there? Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, those guys. Um, those guys work at Mamba pretty consistently. Um, but yeah, so Julius, Julius and Rondo were just going at it. Rondo's just talking mess like he, like he always does. And, and Julius taking it right to him and, and talking right back to him and, and just playing bully ball and, and, and getting game winners on Rondo. And then he's like just talking mess right back to Rondo. And I just love to see that because everyone like everyone knows Rondo, like that's how he talks and that's how he, like he is. But it was just cool to see Julius talk back and just and just show him that he's a dog and he's not he's not taking any of that. During that that three on three game that you're talking about, did you see them? You know, did you see Randall kind of get matched up with Anthony Davis and and what's that look like? Because of course, AD is the big man who is quick, and then you have Randall who's like the slightly undersized power forward that's just a bully. What does that matchup look like? It's a pretty decent matchup. I'm not gonna lie to you, and it's and it's cool to be to be courtside watching that as well. Um, Anthony Davis, we know, is extremely talented. Like he can, he's a point guard and a six eleven body, and he can really handle it. But Julius was definitely holding his own, and and Julius is not backed down from anybody. So it was fun to see that matchup, and they're both strong guys, and they were just going at it, trying to make each other better. Working at the Mamba Academy, I mean, you just already mentioned just a slew of names, and you know, you get the opportunity to be next to Kobe Bryant and Rondo's there, AD's there. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it to people, right? If you're in that gym of NBA guys, because the game is so different, right? The game is not what you see at the pickup courts that you go to. It's a different ball game. How do you? improve a player's game like that while also staying focused on your own game that while you are playing college ball, right, at a pretty good level, it's still not the seven-footers running around. What is the biggest translation kind of going from playing, you know, college ball, trying to work on your own game to saying, all right, stop, this is not about me and focusing solely on the guy in front of you? Um. Yeah, so that's I've been working on that for a while now. Um, I've been training people since I was probably 17 years old. Uh, training kids, I train kids, I train pro athletes, I train celebrities even. Um, so it, it's exciting for me, and I always, and I understand that my first priority is my playing experience because, um, of course, I'm still a college basketball player, and I'm, I'm trying to play overseas after next year. But when I'm when I'm in a training session with a pro or with a kid, like I'm locked into them, and I'm I'm locked into to making sure that I'm catering to their need and their their playing needs, and making sure that I'm preparing them um, the best I can for their next practice game, competition, whatever it is. So with the pros, um, their main thing is they really need to to work on getting to their spots and making shots consistently and just getting to their sweet spots. And Julius worked on that a lot this summer. What are those spots, right? Because we saw, I mean, even this week, right, that LeBron pass where he's going to the hoop to his left hand and he doesn't even look at Danny Green, but he knew he'd be opposite corner. What are some, like, right, you know what I mean? Because it's always fill to the corner, move up, move up, fill to the corner, hit the top of the... What are some of the spots specifically that Randall was trying to get to? 
So Randall really likes the right wing. He's pretty money from there. And um, also low post, high post, he's really working on those post moves and his fadeaway jumpers, hop-in fades. Um, so we're really working on keying in on those spots and just making sure he's locking in and, and hitting 10 straight, 12 straight from those spots. And so when it comes to the game time, Coach Fizdale is going to put him in those spots because he knows that Randall is money from those spots. And so once they get the ball there, then it's go time. Cole, probably my final question here, all right, and then we can wrap things up. Thank you so much, by the way, for coming on. Really appreciate it. I've had a, These are some great stories. I've had a blast talking about them with you. You have a problem, though, that I think coming here in the near future. I just kind of want to give you a warning and a heads up, okay? I, I hinted earlier that I would be eyeing up the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game at some point in my career. And listen, I am just on a collision course with Jamie Foxx. And if he thinks that he's going to be able to strap me up or he's not, or he's going to be able to get buckets on me. He's got another thing coming. Do you want to deliver that message to him personally, or do you think you know what Jamie Foxx would tell me in regards to our matchup in a potential celebrity All Star game? <laughs> Jamie is a talker on the court. Oh my gosh, he's gonna, he's not gonna back down. <laughs> and he's just gonna talk all the trash and talk about your mama. Man, but I. I love to see that I would love nothing more than to see Bo Templin up against my client Jamie Foxx and Dylan Flasner is obviously in that game as well because we know oh. so, <laughs> you know your cousin is an A-list celebrity so he's well on his way there's no denying that um Cole thank you so much for the time dude I really really appreciate it good luck with the rest of your season uh and I, I hope you know eventually once you're kind of wrapped up maybe we can talk again soon Hey, thanks for having me, Bill. I really appreciate it. It was an honor. All right. Yeah, of course. Take care, Cole. Cole Mysek, wow, was that a blast of an interview to record. Some of the stories that he was telling, wow. I mean, the names included, we had Rondo, we had Julius Randle in depth. This is for, this might be a New York basketball fan's dream, right? Hearing from the trainer of what is going to be your best player I, I talked about Kevin Knox on my NBA preseason show. The New York Knicks, you know, they missed out, obviously, on the big summer of free agency. But that doesn't mean you can't enjoy some of the guys that are still there. Cole Mysek, that was a fantastic interview. I, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. Jamie Foxx, I'm coming for you. You can believe that. And, wow, I mean, some of the days that Cole is working with, that was hearing about Randall and Rondo and AD matchup and working alongside, you know, Kobe Bryant is is pretty epic by every, every mean of the word. So, thank you, Cole, for coming on. I had a blast. That is uh, another episode of The Bo Templin Show. Okay. You horse like Doc Rivers. <laughs> yeah, I will, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, next year. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't explain it. You know, I, we tried, you know. I mean, you know, it's not Blake's fault. It's not Blake's fault. It's not on Blake. It's on all of us. Doc, yeah, we all did. We, Doc, we all. Doc, can you sing happy birthday to my, my kid? I'd like to sing happy birthday, happy birthday <laughs> to your kid. That's all I can say. Are you, are you inhaling? I'm, I'm inhaling and exhaling. <laughs> Doc Rivers been hoarse since birth. <laughs> He's like, ah! Oh! <laughs> 
He got the best answers, though. He's always calm. You just lost everything. I know. We did. <laughs> He's always on your side. You can't get him. I know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> just come back next year. It's not on Blake. It's not just Blake. <laughs> I got to get my larynx fixed. 